Thank you very much, James, for that uh, very creative uh, introduction to yeah, this. No worries, mate. We're doing this on a Monday morning as well, and it's quite refreshing, to be honest with you. Yeah. New, new scenario, new circumstances. Should we uh, start off with a roll call? Richard. Oh, present. James, present. Blake. Blake's not here. Yeah, mate. Where is he? Fuck. He's... Do you remember that business meeting we had at the start of the year in which we talked about the three members of this group? And now there seems to be only two very similar to the year. The conference system in Australian rugby now, there's been one that's been left. Yeah, he's, he's, not, meeting, he's not meeting expectations. Yeah, <laughs> he's not doing good enough. Yeah? <laughs> he took that signing on bonus and he, look, he's, now, he's now disappeared. Yeah, he's been regulated now by GAGR. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's just he's not brilliant his financial weight. No. Now, we're making very light of the situation that was. Um, it's currently 11.07 Monday morning and mm. it's been named. Let's just get it out of the way. That uh, one of the teams is getting culled. Two South African teams, teams, but who cares? We're not South African. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, one of the no, well, we Just, do care. We yeah, do care. We do care. Yeah, we do. Just not as much. No, no. <laughs> but one of the Australian teams is going, and it's been said that the Brumbies are safe, and it'll be announced in forty-eight to seventy-two hours. Yeah, but let's let's, let's get to this. And we mentioned this before. They know. They know who it is. They know. Oh yeah, they knew a month ago. Completely. Just tell us. And let's be honest, I. As much as I don't want any team to leave, um, it's going to be the force probably because the rebels are a privately owned company. They will they will cut up a stink, and he will hold on to his company as long as possible. And the problem is they are not causing the AOU any financial worries. And he said clearly in that news conference that it was going to be down to financials, and the force are causing uh, more of a financial concern than what the rebels are. Do you not agree? Uh, no, I do agree because last year they got repossessed, didn't they? Yeah. But what was that? Because they were particularly shit last year. Mm. But the rebels are particularly yeah, shit, shit this, this year. year. Mm. And and if we're being really honest, I know they said that there was a list of uh, criteria that they were basing on it. Oh, wasn't fuck it? off! That's a load of shit. Really. Yeah. Because if we're just looking at finances, then the Brumbies should be in that conversation. Hundred percent, well. man. Like we were saying, they only get mm. they get one dog to their game. And he doesn't pay because he fits underneath the turnstile. Really? Yeah, one dog. That's a little dog too. <laughs> and he shows up every week. God bless him. Wow. But it's not changing. It's not paying for Sam Carter's Merc. No, it's, it's not really paying not. for Larkham's Land Rover. No, that one dog. That's it's a good Land Rover probably as well. Oh, look, we're just a victim of the advertising. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a shame, you know. We're making light of it, but it's yeah. it's it's going to be a very very bad thing. It, it'd be interesting to see what happens because ultimately they they were said in the um, in the interview that uh, whatever money they do save and they, they think it's going to be a huge amount 
that they're going to re-put into grassroots rugby. They think or they, you know... That's what they're going to do. Projected forecasts show that money will double. However, the issue is they're still going to have to... They're going to honour everybody's contract within the, uh, within the team at the moment. So that's still a lot of oh, money they're going to do. Yeah, but I, I don't really see... It'd be interesting to see how, where they spend that money. Do you think they'll try and play safe and put that money into... No. no. I think they'll just reinvest it into property in Sydney. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. That's real sad to say. Yeah. But what, what, another thing that needs to be noted as well, they made a big point out of the fact that it was the ARU's decision to can a team, not Sansa. Yeah. Why did they take the rap over the knuckles for that? It would be easier to just go, yeah, Sansa said. But, yeah, but Sansa everybody, would... everybody knew that it was their decision. Really? Well, why introduce a new one fucking ages ago? I don't know. Do you think had, a, uh, had the Jaguares and the... Sunwolves not been introduced into the competition, we'd still be in this position. They said that that, that was the case. They said, irrespective of the the the, the Los Jaguares and the the, the the Sunwolves, we'd have still been here in this situation because the model just plain and simply didn't work. Financially, they were making huge losses and they weren't being able to reinvest the money in the way that they wanted to and develop the game. Have you lost all faith in their ability to predict the future of the competition? Then? Th- that suggests that I had faith in to begin with. <laughs> well, they're all like, we're going to double our money now. But dude, fuck, you were supposed to double your money under the old regime. Regime, completely. I think you tweeted last night, it was uh, about uh, one of them, uh, I can't remember which one. It'd be in- love for them to actually come out and play against the All Blacks. Yeah, game. Pulver. Yeah. yeah. Mate, stand in front of a hacker. Ugh. And then have what's his name run at you? Pick anyone, run at you, mm. and let's see how, if you keep four teams. Then the, it'd be a really interesting time. Just last thing from me on this really is because, again, I want to reiterate. Uh, it's been great having the five teams there. Look, the standard is is uh, is not as good as what it should be across the different conferences. Of course not, but like the, the coaching. Yeah, and it comes back to coaching. So whether that means, and a bit, this is the interesting bit, is whether when it comes down to four, there's a there's a concentration of a of talent pool. So therefore, there is an expectation that the ability levels, because of uh, of the competition, should increase. It's and putting a lot of pressure on the players correct. and whatnot now. Correct. So therefore, they can't hide as much now, maybe. I don't know. Now, it'll be interesting because next week's podcast, um, we'd be discussing which team goes and what players stay. Yeah. Isn't that going to be interesting? Yeah. And and you know what? Seeing Matt Hodgson last night saying he would never have played... Uh, that broke my heart, man. Yeah, never played rugby if the force weren't there. Never played rugby, and then they asked him whether his kids or the future of rugby in Perth started tearing up. Which do yeah. I put my kids into? AFL, rugby league, or whatnot? We're going to see another exodus of players go overseas because yeah. it's just a. Because he's at a stage in his career when he's got kids, they want to go to a, so his wife, you know, lives in Perth. Kids probably embarrassed. Yeah. Why he would you bleeds want bleeds that light blue? Mm. God bless him. Oh, man, it sucks either way. And I mean, you feel so helpless as a fan because neither of you ever had a say in it. I mean, I guess your casting vote was showing up to a game. Not necessarily tuning in, but showing up to a game was how they thought everyone voted. Yeah. That was the referendum. And maybe, unfortunately, it showed that there was a la- there too many lack of attendances. You're absolutely right. Lots of dogs present, obviously, but not lots Plenty of dogs. Well, you know, the Brumbies are getting the least numbers, aren't they? Yeah. But they're but based on their performance criteria, one of them. So is, legacy does count for something after. No, I don't that. think it's a legacy. Wasn't it one of their things was uh, performing performance level, and so therefore they're the best performing team at the moment. Yeah, for the last few years now. Yeah. But once again, they've got the best coaching structure. Jake yeah. White left a great imprint, and Stephen Larkin was sort of his understudy, and he's just carried the reins. But Larkin's leaving this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in all sorts. Whoever they appoint, I've got no idea who. No, I have no idea at this moment either. <sighs> 
On the um, on the positive side, it, or not positive, but it'll be it'd be interesting to see where some of the stronger force players go. If it is the force, we're all just speculating, but uh, or even the rebels. Where does uh, where does Coleman go? Where does Hayla Petty go? Where does you know whether it's uh, Tamani? If you're looking at the rebels, whether it's Reese Hodge. Yeah, interesting times. But uh, look, all signs a lot of speculation, but you got to think yeah. force, don't you? It's almost the way in which the force reacted to it. Yeah. You haven't seen. Um, Sturzak could come out and tear up have you it's like the force already know yeah I think I agree and the writing's on the wall with the privatisation of the rebels I think you're right there yeah. right, should we go into this round recap round 7 yeah um, look this was a, should we, this should was we, bittersweet wasn't it should we start at the top <laughs> yeah you know in memory of Blake let's start yeah. at the top huh? yeah absolutely uh, it seems a long time ago Kane Stars it does seem a long time ago. It does seem a while ago. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's shit on it anyway. Yeah, Tars, the first half was some of the most disgusting rugby I've ever seen from one team. Yeah, and I a, agree. It's a wild statement, but anyone who tuned in for the first 40 would be have to would be, have to be in agreement with me. No, most people would have turned off after eight minutes. After eight minutes, you're already 14 nil down, and you think, actually, even after 11 minutes, or, or maybe even 14, there were three tries down, 21 nil down at one point. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Just error after error after error. And the problem was that they were compounded. The errors that they were making were silly errors at times. Like, for example... They were trying to play this up-tempo, fast-paced game when it was just required them to just slow the game down and try and have a bit more game management in that first period. And they were so, just trying to stick with the uh, with the Canes for a bit. So you're never going to beat the Canes playing their game. No, no. I could have told you that round one. Mate, I could have told you three years ago. You got to slow it down. Slowing them down is a tough job, though. It is. And they got a forward pack that's going to make it very difficult for you to slow them down. Yeah, correct. And looking at the positives of, of the Tars fullback, Hannigan again did well over the, over the, in that game. But he's on his own, and that's you're right. That, that big Kane's forward pack, is it needs more from the, from the Tars. Like, Mum is still a big issue. Wells doesn't do enough. Hooper is amazing. But, you know, even Kapu, Latu, Paddy, you know, Paddy Ryan, it's, it's just it's not enough. It's, not not, a, it's, it's almost like they're not playing collegially. Yeah. They're just, like, Latu's doing, he's the only one who seems to be getting over the ball. 100% he's the only one in that forward pack getting over it. Wells has still got a bit of Brumby in him, and he's just still riddled with injury. Hannigan is the success story out mm. of this forward pack, and Hooper is just a sympathy case. Every time I see his face, man, I just want to donate to him. Yeah, It's so sad. He puts so much in and has for so long, and he's just getting dog shit back. I know. If he, it's The worry for him is, where does he go from here? Really? Because his team at the moment, under the guise of Gibson at the moment, is not moving forward. Correct? Correct. So what happens to his development? Is He's going to be Wallaby captain, okay? Even if Stephen Moore's named it, it's, it's really him. Stephen yeah? Moore won't play. He can't play international rugby no. this year. So he's Wallaby captain, but he's not in a successful team. So does he stay? Does he leave? What? what Hooper. What yeah. Well, I just reckon his heart's in it that much that he stays. Yeah. He sta- but like, like I don't want to keep coming back to this but the abolishment of one of the teams that could make a couple of the players a bit disinterested and they don't really feel that they're supported in this mm. structure and that could turn a few away maybe I don't think Hooper's one of them but um, I mean, we might see like Hannigan 
and shit go. They can flee, which mm-hmm. would be a crying shame because yeah. he's proper talented. But on this first half, and it's this old wives' tale of rugby, and Cape always bangs on about it, and I think he said it at halftime here too. That defence is a reflection, oh. a direct reflection of the attitude of the yes, squad. Mate. And but they made the same mistakes last week against the Saders. Oh, you know, Reese Robinson gosh. constantly rushing up on the thirteen, leaving the wing free, and he was just chasing his tails when they threw a cutout. Falau was doing the same shit, man. Yeah, but it was whatever this structure is that Gray's got him doing is just not working, and it's embarrassing. No, they're trying to do this this whole blitz defence, aren't they? They're trying to push up and make them go back inside. But the problem is the passing is so good. You think about Barrett, I think it was one of them floated the pass over Nyavoro and let's not even get started on him uh, to the so for one of the tries in the corner the, the Kiwi teams play at such depth and move the ball so quickly and the the the, the Tars at the moment I don't think trust each other inside them or outside them and so the defensive structure is poor but do you know what Nathan Gray will get shit and quite rightly but Gibson keeps picking a different team each week yeah yeah and I mean with the forwards coach and the backs and the defensive coach you are you don't I think you're Choice of selection isn't really there, so like mm. Dip Daryl Dipson, Daryl Dipson, Daryl Gibson has the main choice, and he gives them who they've got to work with, and he goes from there. Yeah, I think that's that rings true in this structure. But um, you... it's just disappointing. Look, Hegarty at fullback, dude, he was playing Norths last week, played five eight for three weeks before that, then he was dropped altogether. Yeah. And Kellaway sitting on the bench after he's played literally two seasons at fullback. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, but didn't Hegarty play well? I guess so, but it just confuses the defensive structures. Oh, completely. Like, Kellaway's done nothing wrong. No idea why he's not. You tweeted, I think, uh, out, it was the worst thing that could have happened was Nyavoro scoring that try against the Crusaders last week. Because everyone was to jump on the, oh my gosh, he's amazing. Man, yes. He just got embarrassed. He got picked oh, apart. Oh my gosh. He got yes. picked apart. He's just not quick over 20. He's barely 20? quick over 40. F- five. <laughs> he can't do it. No. He's a thug. A P&O Cruise is quicker over five, mate. And Robinson, is he injured? No, mate. He missed like so many tackles last week. They felt they had to play Naivoro, I believe. But uh, yeah, I don't know why they didn't play Callaway. It's just bizarre in the in the decision, really. Yeah, I don't know either. And, but do you know what? It's what. It, let's look at some of the uh, the other issues with with that first half. Really, again, Falau. What it like? Is he really there half the time? He's another one who I look at and I feel sorry. I feel like I've got to donate to his charity. He's just. <laughs> He's just heartbroken. Yeah. An incredible player, and he's just getting let down. He's a bit above it, but the thing is, is he's never really an igniter. He's always one to run off someone else. Oh, completely. And Foley, for years, has been that someone else. Yeah. And it's just not really coming together now. I, Beal is that someone else for him. Yeah. Falau is an outstanding finisher. Mm. But when it comes to creativity, he's a bit one-dimensional mm. for my life. So are we finally, and I've said this from the beginning, that he is a fullback? I think so, yeah. Mm. Look, Blake texted in through and said he should never play 13 again as really? well. Yeah. He's really? completely done with Falau at 13, should be permanent fullback, and that's ah. it. It's really big of him to, like, yeah. you know, to, to fall on sword. that point. Yeah. yeah. No, good on him. Yeah, surprising. Yeah. But, but good. Now it's he's nice. had time to think of it. He's probably re-listened to some of the pods and was like, you know what, I've been wrong. Yeah. I think he's probably thought, you know, we're such wise people. You know, that's probably a thing. That's probably what he's thinking. Um, Nyavaro should go. Go overseas, man. No, no, not interested yeah. in you. Not one part of me wants to see you with a jersey, man. Do you know what's scary is the fact, though, that he um, he was doing well overseas. And at one point, there was a threat he might have even played for Scotland. And then suddenly, wasn't it, that Australia went, oh, we can't let you play for Scotland. But, dude, they don't come up against teams like the Canes who are all no, all pace. And where you can just stand and bludge on the wing looking oh. like a thug and that's going to get you picked. Wow. 
looking like a thug. He does look like a thug. He does a little bit, but no one. He doesn't really talk to the other team. Just this is observations. But yeah. He's never in the never in the huddle. No, that's <laughs> maybe why he likes defensive structure. I don't know. Is, um, I've got a feeling him and Hegarty aren't best mates. Probably not. Him no. and Hegarty and Clark probably not the bestest. No. of mates. No. Uh, talking of uh, Foley though, thought he played really well second half. Second half, really yeah. well. Got him back in it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, Gordon is a breath of fresh air in that team too. Oh, definitely. So even though they are shit, there is some fresh air in there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it'd be interesting though, like, just because Gordon what, and Hannigan to note whether uh, Gordon would have still come through? Now there's going to be players coming over from the force, for example, or the rebels. Uh, we're saying that Gordon now is maybe the the form him and Lawrence the form nines maybe in the competition in, in terms of Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, Gordon wouldn't have played because you would have said, "Oh, Sturzak has got more." If Rebels go, Sturzak has got more experience. Mean's got more experience, so you know Gordon doesn't play. Or if you bring the force over, then more well, Lawrence doesn't play. Yes, it creates competition, but it does also stop the pathways. I don't know. Yeah, look, it does, and that would encourage people to go overseas. But if you're going to rank the nines right now. And these top two are in no particular order because of any given Sunday they're different. But you got to go. You have to go. And you can't argue with me. This. I won't have it if you sit there and try and argue this. I might do. Gordon, Lawrence. These are the inform, not inform and power. Are, are we in hierarchical hierarchical in order right form, now? No, I said that's just not in any particular okay. order. But they're the ones who are playing Sorry. in form. Sorry. You got to Tuttle. No mate. No. Frisbee. No mate. Fibs. No mate. No. Am I missing anyone? Uh, yes. Sturzaka, no mate. Ben missing, Mean doesn't make the you're team. You're missing anymore. number three in that top three because I thought, again, he played much better this week. Joe Powell. I said Powell in the top three. I said Gordon, Powell, and Lawrence. Oh, I'm oh. not even completely dissatisfied with Peru. Mm. But um, they're the three form ones. Yeah, I'll give all you together, how much yeah. experience do they have in a gold jersey? Zero. Bagel. Ba- bagel. Bagel experience. Bagel. So that if you look, and that's a point. You, you come against an all-black team, I guarantee you, that's on the whiteboard leading into the international test. They got yeah. the number nine first test. Let's rattle. Yeah, but it's okay. At least they're not coming up against you know Aaron Smith, Cobalo, you know, or Perinara. Perinara. They were just game changers. Oh, but the shit. thing is, is, I'm worried about Gordon because what he offers right now is that spark, dude. Yeah. Uh, he's he's one of those cats who just from nothing there's something and over 20 he's got Naivoa recovered he's very quick but when you play nine at an international level you it tends to go especially in the Australian format to be a level headed nine I think the play other... it nice and simple and safe and let the outside backs do the dancing and that will that'll change his game he won't offer what he offers now if that's the way he's coached yeah plus also he's a bit of an unknown entity yeah I know it's been seven weeks in but he hasn't played every week you know, people are still trying to work out who he is you know, give it another six or seven weeks when the international season comes around. And I'm not not talking about the Scotland or Italy game. I'm talking about the real internationals. Um, everyone suddenly knows who you are, knows what your game plan is, yeah. and starts to shut you down and you have to play a slightly different way. Yeah, That's the thing that will cause it. That's the thing to see whether you're a really good player is you can adapt to what's going on around you. Mm. But I agree completely with the form nines at the moment. Mm. And if you were picking a team, and you always talk about combinations in a game of rugby, you probably still look at that Gordon... Um, Foley a mix at the moment because his, his potential over the next few weeks to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's t- uh, talk about the Canes because we don't want to go away too much away about the Tars. Yes, they were atrocious at times. Um, but in terms of the Canes, it's amazing like the depth that they have. Like Corey Jane, what's he done the last few weeks? Man, not much. But he's a hero in that team. He's, he's an outstanding football player. He is. He just comes on and, and plays. And just it. kills it. Yeah. He'd make any super rugby team in Australia. No? Goosen was the fucking man too. Didn't he have a blinder? Where did, just a small little chunky fast winger. Oh. Throw him in the outfit. It looks like he's been there his whole life. Yeah. 
like, plays with the same intensity their entire backline plays with. Yes. Like, he was unreal. Like, he's got to seriously think, if I don't... Because when he comes back, let's be honest, Savez on one wing, Milda Scudder's on the other wing, Barrett's at fullback probably. Does he stay at the case? Or does he leave to go somewhere else to get more game time? I don't know, that's a decision he has to make himself. But see, that New Zealand framework, you want to be a part of it, man. Well, so exactly. He, he's yeah. going to stay in that continent, wherever, or that country, rather, yeah. wherever he goes. Yeah. I reckon he stays because he's the future. Yeah? I don't know how old Savier is. Corey Jane's quite old. Yeah. Corey Jane doesn't have much time left. No. Milner Scudder is usually a fullback. I reckon Geordie Barrett is going to eventuate into like that 10 slot at another... You really? Oh, I don't know. I'm just talking shit. I don't know anything. But mate, it's what we do every week. <laughs> People, for some reason, still listen to us. Yeah, like... Blake texted in and said Jordy Barrett should never play 15 again. He's more of a 13. Oh, really? That's... So Blake's gone 180. It, yeah. Did, did he say he compared him to Karevi as well? Is that yeah. what he was saying? <laughs> Revolutionising. <laughs> Revolutionising. All oh, right. Interesting. But I guess with that whole Gerson coming into the squad, and I guess he just sees that Perinara is willing. He will give up a kidney for that win. He'll lose a finger. If it means the Canes win this game. Oh, he's just yes. that on the ball. And when you come into that and you see that in his eyes when he's giving you that pep talk, Goosen's like, dude, fuck, I might lose a finger here. And that's okay. Right, honestly, if TJ Paranar comes over to you and gives you the pep talk, do you look at him? Of course you look at him. Are you scared when you look at him? Well, not, yeah, maybe. Do you occasionally kind of look away because you go... It's a bit intense right now. I don't know. Just, he's very intense and very passionate about Gosh. it. And it's to his, to his uh, credit. credit. Absolutely. He's doing very well. But I thought he was a bit rattled this second half. A few decisions didn't go the Canes' way, and they probably should have. Yeah. And um, he kind of was like, what? Yeah. Just losing the plot a bit. Loved his reaction at one point where the tires were down near the uh, try line, and his, he should have got a decision and didn't, and his facial re- yeah. reaction was brilliant. The other thing with this, and I will probably end on this point, is that uh, the, the slapdowns, they're becoming more prominent this year than I've ever noticed and Barrett did it twice and it's fucking disgusting yeah disgusting to see him play like that and, and, and I honestly think they were intentional If you, you could always go hey he was trying to catch it but dude I don't think he was and, and to do it twice in a scoring opportunity it's no good man penalty try you've got to be 110% sure they're going to score you can only be 100% percent mate. though yeah, but that extra 10%, no? Oh, okay, sorry. If you read the fine print of the AR rule, <laughs> oh, the, the Sansa rule book. Sansa, oh, yeah. that makes sense now. Um, <laughs> but it's disgusting, and like it happened yeah. a couple of times this weekend, and it's happened throughout the season. Nabuli got that one, which was a little different, but, you know, they seem to be highlighting that, and that's on the referee whiteboard during the week. Let's stamp this out of the game. It should definitely be. You know, it's becoming that, it's coming that way. You're absolutely right. There's... Yes, the game is getting quicker and maybe in some instances you put your hand out just to, as a reaction to try and catch it, but those were definitely the idea of kind of to, to stop that pass. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Tar's got a lot of work to do and look, yeah, to, this year's not their year, but we knew that round one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next game. Sunwolves uh, Bulls. Wasn't this the heroic story we oh, all thought it was? Love it. Love the fact that, I'm sorry, any South African fans out there that... that Still listen to us. I love the fact that the Samoans got to win. Love it. Oh, it's the best shit, man. Yeah, it's love it, shit. love it, love it. You know, the, the thing is for the... They've got more wins than the, than the Rebels now, don't they? Have the Rebels not won a game yet? No, they won their first. No, mate. They lost their first one to the... Uh, don't uh, tell me the Rebels have not won a game. The Rebels have not won a game, mate. Holy shit. They have not won a game. Mate, do you know who are more successful than the Rebels right now? The Samoans. The Kings. Yes, mate. And if you want to keep going down that line, the Bulls as well. <laughs> yeah? The Bulls just lost to the Sun Wolves. Yes. 
Fuck, I did not know that. But, you know, the Sunwolves, dude, they just played their game. I love the fact that they show up and they don't change. They're like, oh, this whole, like, one heart, one pass and scattered sort of unorganized attack is where we're getting through the game line. They're not changing it, man, because they could get beaten 60-0 one week, but they're still going to play like that the next week. And, and you, you know, we we referred to it as cute last year, but I didn't think there was anything cute about this victory. Yeah. This was nice. It's actually, you know... Go- I would say they've graduated to gorgeous. Oh, wow. <laughs> Monday morning and the word gorgeous is coming out. <laughs> What's going on here? A gorgeous win. But, you know, just before we skip over it, uh, I mentioned to uh, their try scorer, Raboni Warren Vosa Leakey, or whatever his name is, he... Um, he plays down at Southern Districts. He came up through, went to the high school I teach at, so it's all pretty awesome that he's over there. I think he played for the Panasonic teams when an old mate uh, Pocock was there. Really? And then they picked him for the Sunwolves, ran on, fended off Adrian Strauss. How's your father? Crosses over for the opening five-pointer. It must be nice to, to hand off Adrian Strauss. Imagine if Strauss. that is your life, man. Oh. You've just, you're at Prince Shibubu Stadium, fending off the Springbok captain for a five-pointer. Former, in front former of Springbok captain. Former, former yeah. Springbok captain. Yeah, but still. And then, but then, and next year? For Sayako, I think his name was. Oh, yeah, it's a nice feeling. Yeah, great feeling. Dude, it's, it's the best shit, though. Yeah. That's what rugby's about. It's just a shame that he's not doing that in the Rebels team. No. You know no, what I mean? It's, um, it's exciting because, you know what? In Africa 1, which is all about the conference system here at Rugby Report Card, Africa 1, Stormers are, well, they could lose every game and then, and then still win, the, win Africa 1. But the Cheetahs, Bulls, and Sunwolves, respectively have nine six and five points that is a close conference man that is a close conference it means nothing it means absolutely nothing nothing but it's a close conference <laughs> but neither of them are making it correct no so uh, uh, no the bulls will make it yeah the bulls will make yeah nothing the bulls won't make it no there's no way the bulls gonna make it no i was trying to just oh right <laughs> trying to shine a turd <laughs> yeah absolutely Shame. It'd be interesting. The Sunwolves, I think, in the next five games, the Sunwolves play the uh, uh, Crusaders, Highlanders, Chiefs, Jags, and then uh, they have a home game. Yes, all those previous four are away. A home game against the Sharks. So, um, I think they may have targeted that game. Yeah, yeah, they would have put that on the calendar to win because they got a rough trot from here. And yeah. good on them, man. Fucking winning a home game. But there's something to be said. You know what I think sucks for the Sunwolves is when they have to go to Singapore and play. Because oh. that is a massive stadium and they get that same dog the Brumbies get show up. Doesn't pay under the turnstile. There's no atmosphere there. Do you know what? I wonder, uh, I wonder how many miles that, dog, that dog's got. He's got season tickets. That's good air miles. But though. when they go to Prince Chichibu or whatever, yeah, dude, that is... It's full. Packed to the rafters. And they fucking love it. And they've got all the throwing huskies. It's the best shit. And they get in there and they rile the other team up and they throw them off their game. And they do... Can we just... just revisit a point they throw in huskies I could have sworn I've seen them throw huskies or whatever no fair enough isn't that what let's, let's go with it yeah sure but they're doing awesome yeah no. and it does, gets under the skin because they won there last year against um, did they have an upset last year yeah they did they beat the Kings yeah someone they beat someone I'm gonna check whilst uh, whilst we do this ah, I don't care that much but anyways yeah. playing there it, it does something to the visiting team yeah. and you know what for, for Japanese visiting team playing an understrength team yeah, I know that's interesting. I wonder whether the Bulls were actually sitting here going, oh, I wish we'd have played Pollard. I wish we'd have played our full, full, full strength team and won the game comfortably. Or do you think they're okay with, with playing a few extra players to try and develop them for a big year next year? Because as we said, they're, they're, they're not doing anything this year. Yeah, look, if they're already ruling their season out, it's sad for them. It's sad. Mate, they're third in Africa 1. They're behind the Cheetahs. Yeah, yeah. they're shit. 
Never yes, mate. And do you remember the days of the Bulls being like like one of the top teams in South Africa? Yeah, I do. They were boring last year. They just haven't evolved. They're no. the one one of the teams that have not evolved with no. the game. No. The Stormers, you can see that they have. The Sharks have evolved. The Lions have evolved to the furthest. Mm-hmm. And the Bulls and Cheetahs just seem to be playing that old, old school rock and roll. Absolutely. I got that old town, old town rock and roll. Apologize. Good knowledge. Do you want to kick Highlanders and Blues? Uh, Yeah, Highlanders and Blues. Really good game. I actually really enjoyed this game. Um, Classic cliche game of two halves. Um, I thought the the Highlanders played different styles. Like in the second half, they were just just so aggressive in your face. No shit. Just up and just looking the other guy in their face and going, I'm going to run over you. Clear out, direct. And they just, that second half, it was just, at times, really, really enthralling to watch. Not because there was those fancy switches and, and uh, whatever. It was just mm. old-fashioned, just bit of grunt. Highlanders really get up for these Kiwi derbies, eh? Yeah, they love it. Yeah, fucking. Love Why it. wouldn't you? Yeah, like it's it's a game. Like I love watching the the Sunwolves because the Bulls and Sunwolves because the Sunwolves end up playing that gorgeous brand of rugby we love. Okay, and there's a chance of an upset occurring. But these kind of games, look again, the quality wasn't as high as maybe if it was a Chiefs. Uh, Crusaders game or a Chiefs Canes game, but just the intensity in the, in the, at the breakdown and the intensity in the game is just you just can't beat it really. Mm-hmm. And a couple of mentions is for me is Duffy like he is he a future all back? Dude, his progression has been fucking the quickest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, he's exceptional, and we banged on about him last week, but dude. Yeah, I how love... much would we kill for someone like that to play in the Tars? I don't think Cam Clark's a bad player. I don't think Reese Robinson is a horrendous player. But why aren't we churning out Goosen? Why aren't we churning out Matt Duffy? Probably. Where, where are these cats for us? Probably that you would say the depth and competition for places, the number of kids playing at a at a schoolboy level, playing at a high intensity. Maybe I don't know the answer, but you're I, right. I say that, and then you know, Chance Penny put his hand up this year and. You know, that Newscom for the Yeah, but that's, but that's one. That's one or two for... But even group. the other four swing had a good game this week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was a freshie too. So, you know, and you know, just making me upset now because the force of... Yeah, potentially. Potentially going. Um, what I also loved about the the, uh, the game as well, talking about Duffy, made me uh, think about... There was some really good contests in the air as well. We, we started to worry a little bit about the, when the... Um, within that kicking game, you start to lose that, that contest in the air. But there was a time where it was... To, um, Lee and... Duffy went out for one. Smith and and someone went out for one. So just a, you know, they collided in the air, but it was just a real good contest. Mm. And that's a that's an element which is great that is still within the game. Yeah. Look, I said, and we were tipping it last week that if Ohio West doesn't play, they're not going to win. Mm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he didn't play, uh, and no. they didn't win. Correct. He is injured, though, I believe. Um, then yeah, their season's going to be hard going from here. Then Sunny Bill can't. You just. I'm sorry, mate. You can't come round seven. Yeah, I'll play, but, you know, I'm not going to play to round seven. Who are you? Uh, what the fuck's that all about? You can be a great all-black and a great player and all that shit, but, dude, there comes a times where you need to be in pre-season, man. Yeah, he was injured. Was Sonny he? Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, I thought he was just being a dick. No, I think he's just coming back, still recovering <laughs> from his torn tendon, Achilles tendon from the Olympics, well, I that believe. That makes a little more sense. I believe. Sorry about that. He may still be Carry injured. on, then. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> But what about him taping up the Bank of New Zealand logo? Ah, oh, he, he probably just got rejected for a loan or something. Just got the scoop, got rejected. Doesn't like yeah. the interest rates they gave no. him. He, they actually reckon it was a religious um, uh, protest. How? 
How's that? Because of his proud Muslim heritage, he doesn't want anything to do with, they didn't want to promote the financial industry. However, it's interesting when NIB is your main principal sponsor and that's in the middle of your chest and that's also a financial institution. So I don't really know. But that was something I read the other day. He said it will all become clear later on this week. While I think about it. Yeah. And come up with something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to get involved in that. No. It's still a bit of a dick move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Piers Francis, you said, was kicking off. He's going back home, the old pom. Yeah, apparently next year he's going to be... uh, He's realised he's pretty shit, and so therefore he's going to go and play back. He's going to contend for uh, to play uh, for Northampton next year. Mm. Stephen Myler's the current 10 for Northampton, and he's he's going to go back in there. It's interesting for him because he actually is English-born, played in the Premiership for a while, then they worked out it wasn't very good, went to Doncaster... Then he then uh, went over to New Zealand, played a bit of club rugby, played in the ITM Cup, found um, Umanga, and, and now he's back in the big team. Look, he would definitely benefit from playing in this team this year. He'll be a better player for yeah. it, and anyone who plays in the New Zealand team will. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe it's a good investment. Yeah. Um, two players for me that, that stood out for me in that game. Fekitoa, best game I think he's played this year. That's good, man, because he's been iffy for a while now. Yeah. He didn't dro- I don't even think he dropped a ball. Mate, doc, don't dock his pay this week then. He was obviously needed to go to see BNZ at some point, but this week not so much. All right, because he, he's, I think he's pretty much got in his eyes the, or in his brain still that the Blues turned him down. And so, therefore, every time they play him, he's like, You turn me down, mate. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to score a try. I'm going to run over you. Uh, but his was, strength, he's good in that Highlanders outfit, though. Yeah. So. They, he, he matches the, the game plan of kicking to the corner, running straight, getting over the game line, making new tackles defensively. Do you see Sonny running on next week? Uh, yeah. Yeah, who, who, at whose who sacrifice? Moala? See, mate? I reckon they're going to put Ioani back to the bench. No. No. I know, man. No. Do you know what? I'm, I would say, and it's tough because they've all, they've all done well, it will, I reckon they'll get rid of uh, Nanai. Nanai? Yeah. But he's such a... I find him a strong winner. You know, put Ioani on the wing, Moala at 13, Sonny at 12. That's probably what I would do. I know or, Sonny came on at 13, but I think he'd be better at 12. Or you get rid of Collins and you put Rick, you put Ioni at 15 and you, you keep Nanai and you, and you still have True. your uh, Sonny Bill and uh, um, Moala. Yeah, well, it's interesting to see what they do. I don't think they're going to qualify. It's, it's, it's a little bit depressing, though. Let's be honest. If we're looking at the Tars, like, oh, who should we have as our centre partnership? Oh. Simone and Falau or like Rob Horn who's also leaving next year to but go it's to... like when you think about that Waratah backline you're thinking who's shitter when you think of that Blues backline you're thinking who's better yeah and that's a glass half empty sort of thing yeah but that's what we're dealing with man yeah okay 28 nil after 5 minutes yeah it wasn't good man the dog wanted his money back <laughs> yeah and he scooted under without paying <laughs> the uh... Brumbies and Reds um, look this was 10 all at half time and we should not forget that because the Brumbies ran away with it at halftime. Aiden we... Toa finally, you know, just owned, took some massive ownership. But are we are we saying that we should not forget this because it was 10 all because it was close at halftime? Are we going, it was 10 all at halftime? How shit were the Reds in the second half? Which way are you arguing this? Look, the Reds are shit. They <laughs> are shit too. And because the, Brum- the Brumbies were kind of all over them in that first half of themselves. Yeah. They just, um, they're not playing for each other, this red man. And like I was banging on about with you the other day, when you look at that Reds lineup and the re, then just maybe just speculating, but you know, that's what we do here. The reason that they are playing not as a team and they're playing heap shit is because you look at these names and all of them, all their big names haven't played for the Reds in a very long time. Higginbotham, mate. 
When they lose, he bleeds Japanese. He bleeds white and red. Wow. More. When he cuts, he bleeds the Brumbies colours. He really does. Douglas. He's a tar, man. Yeah. He, isn't he? George Smith. He bleeds wasps. Who else is in this to, line? To be fair, George, Smith, gonna... George Smith bleeds Brumby more than wasps. Exactly. And if he's not bleeding wasps, he's bleeding Brumbies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they've just got all these names, but there is no sense of, I'm going to die. I got that Paranara. I will lose a finger for this Canes jersey. Do you think it's real short-termism? Because this is these players... Massively, and I think Nick Styles isn't the answer. They rushed him. They needed to consider other options. And yeah, like but... we were banging on the other day, mate. Remember Stu Lancaster yeah. came and was like, you know, I'm interested in coaching a super rugby team. He's an international coach. Yeah, he was a bit shit. But do you get an international coach without success, previous successes? What has Nick Styles done, man? Nothing, mate. He was under the Richard Graham campaign. What did he which do? Which was a horrendous... Campaign. And we managed to get Richard Graham fired by week four last year. Just because we mentioned it every week. Yeah. Uh, but who would go... Let's be honest, who would go to the Reds? If you're an international coach right now, why would you go to the Reds? Because there's that's a team desperate for change and change is possible. But do you think that you, as a coach... You'd there's go a there success and go, story there somewhere. But do you think you get complete control? Because at the moment it looks like whenever the new, new person goes in, they go in with this confidence, yeah, I'm going to change things. Maybe because Stars was under the Graham regime, maybe not so much. But just it's the same thing. We need that Eddie Jones. You need that Sonny Bill and Quade Cooper attitude. We just don't give a fuck. This is how it's going to go. I'm going to be a dick about it. And if it goes belly up, can me after a year, which is just once again what the Reds don't need. Yeah. But you need to go in there with a clear structure and proven record. Mm. And Lancaster was a good coach in that. Well, who coached before? So he was actually under 20s coach before that. So he, he, he worked his way up through the England coaching system. So he hasn't actually got enough of a proven record. See, I just said it, hoping that he had. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was okay. No, uh, but the thing is, for him... Because he sucked at that World Cup, man. That was horrific. Your own World Cup, mate. You didn't get out of the pool. Yeah, so 43-10 was the final score between the Brumbies and the Reds. Uh, <laughs> let's look at some positives uh, for the Reds. Look, just actually, finally, I do think the issue with Lancaster is that the problem is he was... He created... He turned around the culture... But unfortunately, he, he didn't get on board the big, big-name players. And if you look at that Reds type 5... They're big-name players. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure he would, would get it or not. Look, man, I just threw it out there because I knew he was looking for a gig earlier on in the year. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the thing is for the Reds, though, the worrying signs for them is they're still way, way, way too predictable. There was even a even off set piece, even when they're running Karevi as a dummy runner, it's so predictable. You know exactly what's going to happen, and it's so easy to defend. So easy to read too. Oh, like it's unbelievable. Like McIntyre did all right in the first half. He's kicking game, kicked for the corner a few times. Still not threatening, man. McIntyre, no. I will tackle McIntyre. No dramas. Just for the record, uh, no dramas, man. Mister Raxworthy is rather rapid. You should see him on an Oztag pitch. <laughs> if yeah. he ran at me, I would have no dramas. Yeah. TJ Paranara. Cooper could no, no way. Cooper <laughs> could step me, but McIntyre, mate, I don't reckon I could do it. Yeah, I set down the challenge. Oh, you heard it here first. It's eleven forty-four on. <laughs> on the I've never seen it in person, no. <laughs> no, a um, couple of things like we talked about. Uh, I was intrigued by or areas of concern for the Reds. Should I say not really intrigued? Uh, still a a former Wallaby second row partnership of Simmons and Douglas. Don't know whether it's jumpers. Mate, they're playing just, each other out of a Wallaby. Yeah, jersey. completely. Completely. See you, mate. Yeah, completely. Stephen Moore. See you, mate. Yeah. You just... Uh, 
Yeah. I don't know, man. It comes back to that attitude thing again. It you know, does. You, you mentioned defense is a reflection of attitude and their defense in that second half. Even within but, the first five minutes of that second half, like you, you go through your exit plans, you restart, and you just calm it down, game management, and then nothing. Something's fucking lost too, man, because more of the Brumbies was someone. Yeah. He still is someone because he's done so much for Australian rugby. But at that Queensland Red setup, he probably doesn't have the point of reference to refer. He can't be like, oh, we were in this position with the Brumbies. Yeah, but you can't he say was... that to the Reds, can No, but you can say he was more at the Brumbies because the Brumbies game is all around set piece. And yes, I know his line out throwing is terrible at times. Getting worse, man. Yeah, but at least when he was at the Brumbies, his set piece work was solid. So therefore, he was more of an effective piece. And Do you remember therefore... how he opened the Brumbies season last year? He was playing out of his boots. Yeah, that Canes game, wasn't it? Just it, insane for a yeah. couple of weeks there in a row, and then mm. you know, now look what's, look what's happened in the space of a year. Oh, I know. He's mentally switched off when he left Canberra. He stopped caring. Yeah, probably. Um, oh, positive... That's harsh to say. No, Sorry. it's probably Sorry. true. But the thing is, you know, two Aussie teams are playing each other when you reel off these names because they were very good at times, and that's no disrespect to them because they're much better players than I am. But for example, Alcock, how good did he look? In he's that getting heaps better, man. He's getting heaps better. He's just probably understanding his role. A lot more, mm. like what is actually expected of him, and how Blackham wants his seven to play. Because mm. Pocock had it down pat, and you know you got to be the jackal in that team. Yeah, because we don't have a Latu. But what I kind of like about it is Fardy's going over. They've got threats all through there, and Fardy's getting heaps better at picking which rucks to get involved in and yeah. which ones to go set the line. Yeah, Fardy, he's going to be severely missed next year. He will be. He's a workhorse too. Yeah, oh, I feel real bad. Powell, look, played a great game. Mm-hmm. He's really finding into form. Yep. Just once once he gets a haircut and he puts on a bit of weight, he'll be all right. Yeah, it's good, good call. He's, right now, he's just looking like a little kid out there. Yeah, you know, he really is. some respect to the brand. Yeah, it looks like he wants to go down the beach and surf, doesn't uh, it? It's a bit like that. Yeah, and, and you're definitely not doing that in camera. Measured and cut timber and stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, I thought Rory Arnold, again, continues to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um alongside probably Coleman, his first-choice Wallaby pairing. He looks a bit uncoordinated, Arnold, for me. When you see Retallick and Etzebeth, same massive humans, but they just seem a little more mobile. Yeah. Arnold, to me, I'm always just like, ah, oh, it looks like he got injured there. You know, it's that lolloping, that, loping yeah. style, isn't so it? So I'm yeah. always concerned with him. But, you know, that that height comes in handy, and God, he looks like his brother Richie. They are twins, though. Oh, they, they definitely are. Spate form winger. Yeah, other than um, dropping the ball literally with no one in front of him, just in front of the line in that first half. Shit pass from Tower, that wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Banks played a good game too. Uh, Butler, just... Butler did well. I like, I'm not a fan of Smiler. Like, again, he's a better player than I am, but like, <laughs> <laughs> we could list off a few players here, but I thought Butler did well when he came on. Nailed it, mate. Butler was heaps good. Yeah. And Devet, when he came on with that pass, just yeah. came in and just nothing drops when they swap nines, which is what usually happens. Mm. Uh, so you know they've, they've got they're working the thing with the Brumbies now man is you're going to qualify yeah. everyone else in Australia is dog so you're going to qualify you need to start evolving as a yeah. team to who's going to knock off a Kiwi team now did you put a call into Stephen Markham what well I just wondered because they, they, it was 10 all they should be smashing the Reds in there I see where you're going with this suddenly you know and he listens to the podcast Godwin comes off <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's 10 all. How can I spruce this attack up? What did the boys at the report card say? Yeah. Can Godwin. Uh, uh, hey, James. What do you think about Godwin? <laughs> Shit, mate. <laughs> okay. Should I take him up? Yes. Oh, look what happened. Suddenly, 43-10. Suddenly, <laughs> overnight, 43-10. Yeah. I just put some spark into that middle channel, mate. Look, I don't want to shit on Godwin because he seems to be... Like, I got a bit hounded last week. But, um... He's boring, man, and he offers you nothing. <laughs> I like that. I'm not going to shit on him, but he's just boring. He is. 
I think it's actually worse calling someone boring than saying oh shit. He, he, I wouldn't be if he ran at me. He'd, he'd smoke me, and he's a very defensively strong and makes good decisions. But you need something else in that twelve because mm. Kurundrani is your safe house there. Oh, yeah. Kurundrani's evolved from being that spark to a safe house, and you need your twelve mm. to be elusive as creative. Be that elusive second as a midnight cat, you know. And Goblin's mm. just not that. Um, as Blake's not here, Kurundrani outplay Karevi. Because I know Blake would just say Karevi would outplay Kurandrani, whatever. Well, he happens. did because nothing was happening for the Reds' backline. No. You know? Nothing was happening. No. I just just wanted to hear it. That and was all. you know what? He texted in he reckons Kurandrani and Karevi are fullbacks, not 13s. Really? He did. Really? So, you know. That's he's surprising. Some, he's got a team of 15s right now. He's all Wallaby set up one position. He's got three fullbacks. Does he even know the game? He's got Falau, <laughs> Karevi, and Kurandrani all at fullback. fullback. Wow. <laughs> And Sonny too. That's, that's shocking. Um, no, but the Brumbies got to look at beating a Kiwi team. Now that's the next step. They've got this Australian team's covered. They've beat them all. Yeah. They've got the Rebels next week and I'm sure they'll take them to the Dusters. Yeah, then it's the, the week after that's Canes away. So that's a tough game. That's play. a very tough game. <clears throat> you know, remember that first round Crusaders in their thing? They put themselves in a, win, in a position to win that. Yeah. And, but that was first round. Yeah, true. But Sharks, Jags, look, this game was a boreathon. Mm. It just was a bit sloppy. Mm. And this is one of those things that we bang on about. This was a pretty tight conference, and this game mattered to both teams. This was a huge game in that conference. Because if you look at it, and I always say every week, Africa 2 is dominated by that uh, by those three teams. Mm. And um, the fact that the uh, it's the Lions on 23, Sharks 22, and, and Loch Hagiwares on 19, this was a big game. It was. And do you actually give... Um, credit to the Jags to say that they come away with a losing bonus point and that's a big win yeah I mean I guess so they didn't play particularly great so it is good to get a point away Mm. Sharks at home you know it's tough playing in South Africa for any team as we saw the Chiefs go down but um what do you think of the uh, you know like I watched the whole thing and it just was a bit stop start bit Mm. stop start Kerwin Bosch is dude he's a man for the future he he brings a bit of fear Mm. but you know once again where's his position because he looked outstanding you give him the ball at full back he's going to kick you 60 metres he's lightning as well he's going to get a toe on him if he gets the back end of a he's on the back end of a good set piece so some questions there man yeah because but you bring Lambie back here and play Bosch at 15 that is a Sharks team that, that scares me because their forward pack, I always bang on about the Dupree's insane yeah, humans. What, what did they eat? What what must they eat to get that? Like, children, man, they eat children. Children? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, they that's eat like, children. Really? Yeah. I think if we opened up a shop that, that basically sold children to eat, we might get in trouble. But <laughs> but it's okay for them. Okay. I don't know what goes on in Cat South Africa. Okay. But apparently, eating children is. Maybe, maybe if, if anyone knows, well, that would, that would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> what they could tell us. Uh, Estee is in at twelve. Look, we can. I think the standout player of this Sharks team today was that Kobus Reinach. Yeah, the, the scrum off. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Man, he, he again, wanted it bad. He had that Perinara level of intensity. Running meters is up, definitely. He's, and he's a grub too. Yeah, yeah. Name me three scrum offs that are not a grub. Um, frisbee. Oh, Frisbee's grubby. Yeah, he is. Grubby doesn't imply you're a good player. No, I'm just saying, naming three nines that aren't... Any three good nines. That aren't grubs. So yeah. you're saying a good nine has to be a grub. Yes. And what do grubs eat? Children. Children. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of kids getting eaten. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, good for the Jags to take it away. This is a hotly contested uh, conference. Yeah. 
but a bit boring, bit, yeah. uh, a bit underwhelming in terms nice of Nice yellow kit. Nice yellow kit. Nice what? Nice yellow kit. Nice yellow kit. Not as nice as the orange last year. You know we're struggling if we're talking about the colour of the kit, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, the Stormers Chiefs, wasn't this the game to be fucking tuned in? Oh, what let's just get game? it out of the way now, that pass behind the back to the chest of a flying back. Okay, I, I question you this. Which was more per, more impressive? The pass rubbed at the chest, Wash on the floor, flicked it out to Marais to score in the corner, or Damian McKenzie's in the bottom left-hand corner of the pitch and somehow they managed to, after offload, after offload, after offload, they, the Chiefs go the length of the field to score. Which is more impressive? I honestly think the pass. That Chiefs try is should win all the awards because yeah. it's a team effort. It was just New Zealand rugby to a fucking T. Yes. And they do it so well and they're yes. all in tune when it comes to that broken play. From the hooker to the fullback, they all know what they're doing and they play that same style. Yeah. But that pass, you never did you don't see that. I haven't seen that in years. I've seen no. New Zealand teams score those tries mm. before. Yeah, I'll give you that. But um, that pass was exceptional. Because oh. you didn't look, man, and the fluke and the circumstances. So uh, honestly, when you first saw it, where you go, don't, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Oh, what you do it? Oh, what a pass! And it and it literally sealed the game for him. That was yeah. early on in the second half, and as um as Cruden said at the end of the match, that try before halftime and the one after it probably sold the game for him. Mm. So that pass don't don't go. Yeah, it's a different story. Yeah. So and, and oh, I, I, sick dog, sick. I, it, I have to say, and I'm sorry to all. But what a shame! What a shame! You know, I'm, I'm cutting you off here. But what a shame that no one in Australia would have watched this game. Yeah, I know. No casual fan in Australia knew this even fucking happened. They woke up, anyone with a Twitter account and with a mild interest in rugby would have seen it. But the context of it is even more important. The fact that the Stormers didn't play a Kiwi team last year, they went over to the Chiefs' home ground, got their ass walloped mm-hmm. last year in the semis. And they, you know, pinpointed this on the calendar, as we always mention. And this was a huge heated battle. And you saw it in the first five minutes when things sort of boiled over. This was a massive game, mm. whichever way you look at it. For Chiefs fans, for Stormers fans, and for diehards like us, this was a huge game. It was. And, and it lived up to it. And it, it is, very much so. And for me, I'm sorry, Kiwi fans out there, but I love the fact that the Stormers actually won. Because I think it, it continues on that competitiveness that there is a chance that... That, a Kiwi uh, team won't win it. Yeah. Sorry to say, but as much as we love the games that when the two Kiwi teams play each other, and I think even the viewing figures in Australia are higher when there's two Kiwi teams playing than what there is when two Aussie teams play sometimes, because mm. it is a great standard. But I just love the fact that that extra, there's the, the South African team comes in and it's suddenly competitive and it's high intense and it suddenly makes it more of a, wa- a watchable spectacle, spectacle yeah. which is really good. Yeah. I mean, playing in South Africa is, would be such an experience for a visiting team. There was 35G, 35 stacks of people at that. Yeah. And if they all bring a dog. Oh, that's 70 large, mate. That's wow. house. Huge. And it's like the some wolves at Prince Chibubu, mm. or whatever the stadium is called. They just they change a game. The dynamic of the game is changed when you bring that many cats. Oh, you completely. go to a tar game, mate. It's a bunch of families who are a bit too tired from work. Yeah, they're just taking the kids there because they don't want to have to put oh, up no, with them at home. Yeah, look, it's cheaper than a babysitter going to a target. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be the comment of the podcast, man. You know that, yeah? It's the same with the Brumbies too. It's just... It's cheaper than having a babysitter. That's funny, right? Um, talking to the Stormers though, who stood out for you for the Stormers? Because there was a lot of... Look, they got a, a lot of really good players. Mate, they're, you... they're forwards, I reckon. And, you know, shoot me down... Those who disagree, but I reckon they got the pack to, to match. They're the forward pack you need to match if you're going to take this. Yeah. That Notche, Khaleesi, Vise was new. Mm. He was a young gun and he was a bit, took, took his time to settle. Etzebeth, 
Detroit is injured, and their forward pack, their front three, are just mammoth humans, man. Massive humans. Massive humans. Right, the think how many kids get eaten in that from that front eight. That's just insane. They're I don't huge. even want to think. It's a massacre. I don't even want to think about it. Um, the I actually think for them. And what I love about them is they're all actually mobile as well. So they're not the traditional... They're, tri- they're back three tri scorers. Yeah, they're not the very traditional South African, very huge human beings that are struck... At times, they're not the most mobile around the pitch. But those, but their forwards, other than the props and the hooker, they're very, very mobile. Mm. Very, very mobile. I also like, for example, for them, um, it's interesting to see um, Marais. Um, he also stands at first receiver a lot, which gives a different option. Yeah, which Get, is gets the defensive line guessing, doesn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, how do you think the Chiefs will view this though? Because their team, if you look at it, uh, they're missing a few. Don't get me wrong, the players coming in are very, very good players. They'd make a lot of other teams, but they're missing a few players. You know, when you're playing probably the number one South African team between them and the Lions, and you, you're running on with Stephen Donald at 12. Yeah. Um, Pulu, I know he scored two tries at, on, on one wing, um, and Boshir instead of Kane. Are you thinking. Look, you never want to lose a game, but you still think, okay, this was a close game. We go back with our with our first choice fifteen. Look, we're gonna, we don't know, we, we should still win this game. I think the fact that it's in South Africa really changes shit, man. Donald at twelve is obviously not what you're desiring, but I'm no. looking at this one of fifteen now, and I don't see anyone who played shit. They all showed up, no. the Chiefs. I think they played pretty well. They just were beaten oh, by a good team. Yeah, good game. Yeah. Um, my only change was I just think Stevenson is wasted. He's a genuine try scorer, Stevenson on the wing, mm. and um, he is threatening when he has it. And I probably would have put him in instead of Pulu. He is. Uh, that's Stevenson is, and maybe they're just resting him because they're trying to nurture him through because he's such a young kid. But yeah. he, he is a gun. Gun. He is that try he scored last week or whatever it was was an absolute gem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good game though. Great game. Yeah. Man, Not even it's it's even great in hindsight. Hindsight. Mm. But Not, uh, yeah, good contest. We'll see how that one goes. Stormers are clearly going to run away with their fucking conference again. Yeah, and the thing is, they're going to be the number one seed. You know, so everyone will have to will probably have to win in in South Africa. You're going to have to go to Cape Town to beat them. However, however, their next few games, their next five are home to the Lions. Big game, big game. Home to the Lions next week. Huge. Then, it doesn't get any bigger than that. But once again, you Australian fans, man, I don't know. Sound educated, these Australian <laughs> fans. Uh, then after that, followed the Crusaders, the Highlanders, the, the Hurricanes, all away from home. That's a tough tour. Uh, and then come home to play the Blues. The Stormers. Yeah, that's the Stormers' next five games. Uh, the Stormers on the road, man. That's what I'm interested in. Mm. Well, we're going to see Christchurch, Dunedin, and then Wellington. Next. Well, I want to see it more than anything right now. because More, more than anything? Yeah, I'm really curious. Because, you know, con- title contenders, you'd say they're the best South African team. Depending on who wins next week, yeah. I'd probably say. But um, you got, I got to see him on the road, man. It's, mm. like, you can't jump to conclusions in this comp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we were like swinging off the Chiefs nuts and then they got done. Yeah. And the Chiefs, but yeah, they're still a good team. Yes, Throw them on the road, any team. And that's what's so tough about this competition. Mm. And that's the detriment to itself when you include Haguares and Sun Wolves, man. Mm. Throw them on the road. Not so much. Shit like the Bulls losing happens. Yeah, true. Um, Force Kings. This was a tough game to watch, knowing that there was going to be an announcement at the end yeah. of it, and now knowing what we know. But, but the thing you know, is, King should never have got this close. So credit to them. Yeah, and the casual Australian fan who is uh, who doesn't really watch that match will come away from that game going, "What a game! Eighty-seven points in it. You know, fast-flowing rugby. You know, exciting. Was close near the end. Great. Oh, should we go next week?" <laughs> 
<laughs> you and I? No, I'm saying the casual fan. No, they won't, mate. No. You know that. No, and that's the problem. Like, it was lots of points scored, which is great. And you know what? Lots of tries, but lots of errors, let's be honest, um, within the game as well. Um, the, the positives from the game... Good character from the force, maybe. A lot of heart to come back after they're losing. They had to score that try quickly when it was 38-30. Then they scored quickly to get back into it. Um, but you've got problems if you're only just about beating the Kings at home. Yeah, that's 100% true. And the Kings are a better team than they were last year. Yeah. But they're still dog. No. But um, just their back three, this is where the Kings are good. Their back three are lightning. Yeah. You get them in space, see you, mate. Oh. And then their forward pack, just every South African teammate. Massive. That number six for the Kings, humans don't look like that, man. No. He, he is, yes. Dude, that body he has is a direct result of cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> he is way too big. He is massive. But the force, you know, losing Penny, Chance on the wing early on. and um... Can I just say, mate, I, I apologise to Chance Penny right now because I put him in my fantasy team and there's normally a... A, uh, a sign that things are, are going to go not so well for that player. So I apologise for him now that it's my fault that he's got injured. <laughs> you, you've just done that. Yeah. But Newsom, Newsom in 11. New, I liked him. Ruru, he's another story that they were banging on about being a direct result of the Western Force being present in Western Australia mm. and in Perth and him getting his opportunity. So dude, yeah. I love it when he runs on. Lawrence is clearly better, but still. Yeah. Jono Lance, he's talent that's probably going to go untapped, I reckon. Because he's a bit older now, he'll go overseas. Correct. He was in the Wallaby squad last year, but he's not. He's no. a he's a he's a very steady. I think that's the nice way of saying it. A steady ten does yeah. everything that's required of him. But um, Haley Petty continues to to do well. He's very elusive. What is that man? Because whenever I see him run, he looks very slow. But no one seems to be able to tackle him when he moves laterally. Very slow. It's the hips don't lie, mate. <laughs> Just, but just, no one can manage no, to tackle him. No, he is. He's just very elusive. Uh, yeah, and again, he he's the standout in that in that back line for them. Yeah, right. yeah. you know, and uh, he's homegrown talent. He's connect that that try where he threw that ball that I thought went straight to no one. Yeah, went straight to Ross's chest. Oh, completely. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Um, Walter now. God oh. damn it! This time, it was not seven days ago. We we're like, yeah, man, Wallaby too. Does he know what's straight? Is he got a bung eye? I, I think he, he couldn't might. throw it straight to save his life. Yeah, but the counter argument is it doesn't matter. Referees are not looking at it. But for some reason, this game they did. Yeah. Well, this seventh ref dude, he's eager to impress. He's pulling everyone up on everything. Yeah. Did you get that vibe too? Pretty much. Yeah. I also like the the ref in the Highlanders Blues game. He had a very AFL whistle, but at least he was calling Kiwi teams offside. I was like, what the yeah, hell? That must be nice. What? The, that's pretty good. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Daily. Daily had a pretty rubbish game. I thought. Yeah. Um, uh, Positives wise, least they least they got over the gain line and they won. Yeah, you yeah. know what? They held on in front of a home crowd. Yeah, eighty-seven points were scored. Is that a rugby game? I'm not quite sure. It seems to be these days, and they, that's what they want. Well, that's the thing. Casual fan wants to come back because the last points scored. Mm. Do you want to predict predict project even? We'll get there in the end to next week's games. Yeah, dog. Let's go. Uh, right, exciting games next week. I'm not quite sure. Did you get Blake's text? Yeah, I got his. Uh, I just opened him up here. Got his tips. Oh, nice. Good Ooh, job. Fuck, he's gone Sunwolves first game. What? He must be going off the win, carrying wow. some form over. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree with Blake. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to go Crusaders on go Friday. Crus yeah, absolutely. It's, it'll be a bit close. No, it won't be close. Uh, <laughs> he's gone the uh, Kings here. He's gone the Kings. Mate, I reckon the Kings might steal this. The only reason they won't is they're just on the road. 
and the Reds are a bit pissed, and they got it in them. Um, I'm going to go Reds. Yeah, I'm going to go Reds, yeah. But, dude, I'm not sold on anything they're selling me right now. You, I don't care who you name in that I can't, 15. I can't, yeah, I know, but I can't sit here and say that it's... it's. I still don't have it in me to say that it's going to be a close game. Is QC back? No, I think it's round 10, I believe. Round 10? I think so. And please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure I heard someone say the other day it was round 10. Dude, imagine that. Imagine you your job and you just, you know, you didn't hand in paperwork on time and you just get six weeks off. You just go, sorry, mate, you can't play for six weeks. Does he get match fees deducted? Is there any financial burden on him now? You get red carded and you don't get he's to play. play. He, he, he's still probably living off Toulon's money. He's still, he's still all right uh, right now. <laughs> it's just a joke, mate. Oh, um, yeah, surely. That's a massive loss for them, that Cooper, because that'll, that'll affect his Wallaby form. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've made an assumption there. That's an effect. He's not in my Wallaby get up, but he will be picked. Yeah. I, know, I don't know. He rubs me the wrong way, man. Blues, Hurricanes. This will be a good game, but I'm going to go Hurricanes. Yeah, that's the thing. I, like, for me, I said this. The, the Blues need to win win a game against a Kiwi team, but unfortunately, it's not going to be against the Canes. It's not going to be against the Canes. Sonny Bill, I'm interested to see how he plays. Yeah. But it's a number of things. There's a lot of players in there. Um, if they pick their best 15, obviously, uh, Bowden's not going to play. be interesting to see who they, uh, who they play at 10. Whether they Bowden not playing? He got sent off, didn't he? Oh, correct, correct, yeah. So whether they play Geordie at 10? Is you muted, maybe? They might. I don't know. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Yeah? That could be either. That could go either way then. That kind of opens me up a bit. No. It's still paranoid on your team. He's not going to lose you the game. Uh, I'm sorry. You take, uh, you take out Bowden, which is, yeah, amazing. But just instead of having uh, Bowden at, at first receiver, you have Geordie. Mm. And then he still passes out to uh, Lamar P. Or, uh, and Bowden will be running the water, so he'll be telling them what to yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rebels Brumbies, got to go to Reb- Brumbies, sorry, fuck, I almost said Rebels. <laughs> uh, by the way, Blake loves the blues, so he went blues, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, Rebels Brumbies? Um, yeah, Brumbies. Br- Brumbies. Yeah. Uh, Blake said Rebels, yes? I don't think it'll be by that much, to be honest. Rebels coming off a bye, they'll be all like amped if about this like... Devil's Advocate, yes, they're coming off a bye, but the Brumbies are pumped up because they've just come off a big win against the Rebels, so are they, they want to continue to play, they've got that juggernaut keep going. Brumbies need to announce themselves again this week because the Rebels are a shit team and the Brumbies, Mm. if they want to be contesting in the later stages of this tournament, they need to put these cats away. Definitely. And convincingly. Yeah. You can't let them bring you down to their level in which you're not finishing backline moves, your lineouts are a bit dog and you're getting scrum penalties. You need Mm. to get on top of that shit. Definitely. Cheetahs, Chiefs, Chiefs, I don't even care if the Cheetahs could have 10 weeks off, man, and come back this week and get done here. Yeah, big time. Chiefs Stormers Lions, game, great game. This yeah. game of the thing. This is it for me. This is, and and you know what? This will be. It's a battle of those two styles again, which we talk about very much similar to when the Lions played the Sharks. Lions will try and play that expansive game. They will, but um, I think the Stormers are more equal to it this year, dog. Yeah, I'm gonna go on. Stormers, just because they're at home. I think the Stormers forward pack is a bit. Yeah. Stronger, I think. You reckon? Look, so you you look at Whiteley, you look at Creel. They don't scare me as much as Khaleesi and Nutshade. Can I just say this is a great scale? How much? So there's lots of scales in life we rank things on, but just how much they scare you and how much you would tackle them is a great scale. It is. It's from yes to no. That's the range of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would you tackle Nutshade? Mm. But it's the same as Etzebeth men. I would take Mustard over Etzebeth. I'll tackle Mustard any day. Mm, okay. Mustard or whatever his name is, but I sorry, I yeah, think I, was, I, I think the Stormers at home. 
They'll get that yeah. another 35G there, big game. Lions on the road, coming off a bye, though, which will work to their advantage, but I just think the Stormers have evolved and their backline attack and open playability is a lot mm. stronger than it was last year, and you know what the Lions are going to throw at you now. Interesting, I don't think we mentioned before, but uh, um, just coming to mind, uh, Lions will probably have a big season this year, Ackerman's last season, mm. going off to Gloucester. Mm. Mm. Um, be interesting to see how he does it but yeah I'm going with uh, go with Stormers I'm going to go with Stormers but yeah. this will be uh, who's the best Springbok team yeah pretty much uh, Blake said he thinks they're, they're going to fall the Lions are going to fall yeah rained out rained out oh rained out yeah right he's got rained out here it's a big call he's expecting big weather there this weekend wow okay. Bulls Jaguares Bulls are at home but Jaguars are already in South Africa Bulls are coming back from um, this is a game this is a game I'm going to be really honest okay this will be another Boring one. Do you really with care skill about set, this game? Just be poo. No. no. I'm going to go with the. Uh, but Los- is this why they're changing the conference system? Because there's at least one of these, two of these games every round. We just go. I don't give a shit, man. Maybe. Because I care about well, the Summers. That Crusader Summers game, I'll watch. But by the twentieth minute, I'll be like, all right, this is what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. And I, all I know it. is I'm putting some Crusaders in my fantasy team this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm still annoyed that you are not really concentrating on your fantasy team and you're still beating me. You're playing with 13 players right now. That's what happens, man. I pick a good team to start. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You're too quick to rule me out, but I know. It's disappointing. Um, I'm going to get Jaguares. I'm going to go Jaguares. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Have a good week, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Thanks for listening. Next week we'll know who's not there. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? I'll try not to ruin it. Shake it up, baby. Shake it up, baby. Shake the conference system up. Shake it all up. Why have you gone and shaken it up now? Shake it up. You really fucked it up. Fucked it up. (laughs) Thanks, bud. Thanks, guys. You really.